Hello, Hunters, and welcome back to the Ultimate Fictional Character Podcast. I am Matt Acevedo, joined by my amazing co-host, Christian Humes. Let's get ready to debate a bunch of characters from fiction. That's right, Christian. Emily is not here tonight, but we have a bonus episode before we start going to the next division, Mm -hmm. uh, the next round of characters. This one, guys, I hope you're ready, because we're going to be seeing double. This is our clone episode, the Ultimate Fictional Clone. Yes. We thought we'd go into, like, there's uh, the bonuses that we did between seasons before. Yeah. Uh, were always a lot of fun. So that's why we're doing, and also just for timing wise and everything with our schedules, but doing these in between divisions is such a nice buffer to, you know, let everything simmer. Everything I, just kind of sit before we get back into the big fight. Exactly. We, we, we get involved in some really, really, some, some really strong, like hard topics. And it's nice to take a take a little break and and talk mm. about clones mm. or or the ultimate fan or whatever. By the way, this season so far, two of our characters, Snoopy and Turk, great characters, great weird characters, totally different, totally different season so far than the first yeah. two. So very excited where things are going. Let's let's jump in. Who's first? All right, guys, here we go. Our first matchup is Bernard from Westworld versus Qbert from okay. I don't remember Futurama. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's, yeah, uh, sorry, just, the clone of... Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Are you a clone? Is this really Matt Acevedo? Yeah, man. Or is this Matthew Acevedo? <laughs> oh, dude. Um, oh, God. Oh, God. What am I? No, so this me. is funny because we did... So we did Fry once before. Right. And like Futurama is a show that goes on forever, and it, it's it's incredible. Um, there's so much to talk about. It's very like Doctor Who in, in yeah. many ways, like, you know, sort of universe hopping, solving mysteries, getting into trouble kind of a thing. Um, but then what's weird is this character is the clone of the professor who's this genius. Yeah. And, and he Bernard, kind of, he's, he doesn't really like Fry, right? No, he kind he, of hates everyone. He's like a jerk. Yeah, he's like, he, he's a know-it-all. He, he's, yeah. he, he's uh, everyone's underneath him. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a jerk. Um. And the professor basically cloned himself, and now the kid's like a, a super genius, just like the professor was. And Bernard's interesting because Bernard is a copy, I guess you would call it, of Arnold, the architect of the hosts in Westworld. Yeah. Who also is like a super genius creator. And Bernard is similarly super smart, super genius. Yeah. Bernard's such a great character, Christian. I'm a out, mm-hmm. out of the gate. I mean, like he was a top contender. I don't remember why, mm-hmm. how he lost. Um, it must, but it must have been someone like really good. It must have been like Anakin or something. Um, but I think it was first season. But there were, it, yeah. it was it was a big one. That was that was a tough one. I remember that. Yeah. I remember um, that. I mean, at this point, more has happened in his stories. So there's more to discuss. Uh, I guess Matt. Yeah. The fun thing with with these side episodes is we got to figure out what is the decision maker. Cause this is an ultimate fictional character amongst eight clones. It's the ultimate fictional clone. And what, how are we to define exactly what a clone, are we looking for? Like, like carbon copy exactly the closest to um, the original character as possible. Is right. That what we're trying to decipher. Right. Which, which functionally what's interesting about that question is you might say, well, then Bernard should lose because Hubert is a actual physical clone grown from the DNA of the professor, Professor Farnsworth, but and Bernard is 
a manifestation of this guy Arnold who has been like recreated in his image but in many ways Bernard actually like exists much more like Arnold did he doesn't actually believe he was Arnold he believes he was this person named Bernard um because Bernard I sorry the original Arnold yeah was like oh my god these hosts are not just robots anymore they are living beings they should have the same rights we and so he he programmed Dolores to kill him right thinking that it would tank the park and end Westworld and Bernard has now gone on similar levels of sacrifice and self-sacrifice and has also seen the downfall basically where most recently that series has left off has been a sort of inverse of that same relationship between him and Dolores and so I in some ways you could argue that Bernard maybe physically is not a clone genetically of Arnold but functionally like he manifests everything Arnold does because Kubert's a snotty little brat he is a little brat I, you know you see the professor and it's the I mean, maybe the professor was like this when he was younger, but I don't know. Oh, I, maybe he was. You know, so maybe, like, we don't, I don't, I haven't, I, maybe there is, I haven't seen all of Futurama, but maybe there, maybe there's an episode where we see a young professor, but if, if there isn't, this is probably who he was as, like, a kid. Hmm. Hmm. This is interesting. Well, a funny, funny fact about Hubert uh, Farnsworth, he has a little pig nose, which the professor doesn't, so you would think. Like, oh, not a great copy, but actually he left him in his, like, tube for too long when he was being cloned. So his nose grew and just, like, smushed up against the tube. So now he just has this little fat, like, stubby pig nose. That's pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, You know what? You know what's really annoying about him? What's He's, that? like, the most little entitled jerk because the professor is basically, like, in many ways kind of rich from his inventions and owning the delivery service. Q-Bird is basically just waiting it out yeah. because he, he gets the sole inheritance. Right. The professor's like, well, I'm not going to have kids, so I'm just going to clone myself. Yeah. I think maybe there's, he's a little different. Maybe. Maybe he's not because he doesn't seem like he's function, functioning how the professor, like if he, if he is the professor and the professor is like, this is what I want in place of kids, he's not really acting like fulfilling you know, that, that vision, right? Is that crazy? Do you know where I'm going with that? I do, I do. Because if you think about it, it's actually more like he's his younger brother than his son. Yeah, that's what, yeah, I totally agree. You know, but he kind of treats him like his son. Yeah. Which is weird. Um, Yeah, Kubert, Kubert, I mean, I guess if we're going to talk, if we're really going to talk about Matt, we just got to make a decision on one of these guys. One of them is an actual clone, the other isn't. But one has a clone function. Yeah. I mean... You could, you could consider a copy a clone, like it's another term, right? We don't need to yeah. be necessarily so so literal on a genetic sense, because then, like, for instance, some of the other characters we're going to come up to uh, would have right. to lose, right? Right, right, right. right. And I, I think that's, that's a boring conversation. This episode would just be over. So I personally would be willing to say Kubert uh, is a little jerk, and his nose doesn't match the professor, and... Uh, <laughs> I think I think if we're going to talk about the ultimate clone, cloning yourself with the vast the 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 expertise, the scientific expertise that it takes to create another living being in your own image, and you end up with this snot-nosed kid, or you end up with this like profound thinking, brilliant, strong man. Yeah. Which one are you going to do? I'm going to do the. I'm going to do Bernard, dude. I'm. So, I think Bernard's like a much better clone. You know. Absolutely. 
Because even though we're not saying was who's the ultimate fictional character, we're talking about ultimate fictional clone. I think their yes. th- what you know their journey uh, and their their you know who they are in the, that world plays its role on who they are as a clone. You know, I totally agree. So I, I think Bernard. I think, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I think I, I think Kubert should just get back in that tube. He's got a he's he he was at, he was let out a little too early. Cooked maybe he cooked a little too long. Maybe he's a little raw, but something's not quite right with that recipe. That's right. Which means that Bernard is going on to the finals. Next round, we got we're quick firing this bad boys. We got three more rounds, guys, and also we got like there's a lot of clones out there, so we'll probably have to do another one of these at some point. Oh yeah, yeah. You know? We we also we had a big like whenever we do these bonuses, we usually come up with like a list of well over like one maybe one to two dozen characters. And yeah. Then we just we randomize it. We're gonna add a bunch of these to the bucket that weren't in there because 100%. some of these are great. All right, guys, are you ready for this next matchup? Some of you know him as the main villain in the original Pokemon first movie. Oh. Also known as the secret legendary you get after beating the game in Pokemon Red and Blue or Green if you're in Japan. I am talking about the clone of Mew, Mewtwo, versus Enzo from, uh, oh my gosh, Reboot? Yeah. Man, so, so- th- this is great because you're digging up a gem from like my childhood that like I I need to re rewatch because I love that show as a kid. I mean, first of all, if we're gonna talk about clones and we're gonna talk about reboot. Let's talk about the 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 reboot of reboot. Are you aware of the reboot? What? Of reboot? Oh, I think it might be on Netflix currently. So they, they so there's a reboot of reboot and it is not the same. Uh, not the same <laughs> to the point in which they just shouldn't call it reboot. Because wow. it's live, it's mostly li- it's like live action, and then the live action people go into the virtual world. It is no. not at all what reboot should be. Oh, that's Whereas, such a bummer, dude. It's like reboot was originally like all the little programs or like people and stuff, and they were like there there were like almost like minions, and then like the bigger characters were like some of the like executive functions and yeah. things like that, and then there were like these human characters, like like Enzo was this kid. He was the kid. He was who kind of had like the red hat. Yeah, like and the red he hat. This, and he, he, he had these kind people of that he looked up to. Yeah, exactly. Um, just, yeah, but Enzo, Enzo had to go up against Megabyte, who was right, the big the virus. Yeah. yeah, he was a bad guy. He was slick looking. He was like kind of had sharp edges, black. You know, like he looked yes. cool. And he was he was there to infect Mainframe. Dude, this is coming back to me like a tidal wave. <laughs> yeah, that's um, dope. Enzo's so, a great. Yeah. What's cool about what's cool about Enzo is he ends up getting sucked into the internet. Like he ends up trapped essentially in the internet and he becomes this sort of like tough anti-hero. Uh he gets like an eye patch and I mean so basically like the the portal to the internet gets closed and he gets trapped in the internet. Eventually he returns to mainframe and he's got like a pirate ship captain and now he's just like Bob. Bob was the older leader who was like in charge of everything and he was like the superman almost of the story whereas Enzo was this kid and now Enzo comes back and he's He's like the Batman, you know, he's like yeah. this sort of like edgy superhero, but mainframe needs an Enzo. So now there's a new, there's a copy of the original kid Enzo. Yeah. So that's who we're talking about. So now we're talking about the new Enzo, who's a copy of the original, who also then sees the, the one that has come back and sees this. It's almost sort of like a don't become this like you don't like it's sort of like this like forewarning. To, it's so cool, man. Yeah, that's really, really <laughs> cool. And on the other hand, we do have Mewtwo, who is, you know, the 
literally it's the first attempt at trying to clone the uh, the legendary Pokemon of Mew mm. that went wrong, and Mewtwo uh, has kind of become its own being, right? Mewtwo is like not like Mew at all. Maybe it has similar you know psychic abilities and stuff, but Mewtwo is fully like can can telecommunicate with with humans. Uh, you know, says that battling is wrong, right? No. No, no, no. He wants to battle, and then they all realize that battling's wrong. Uh, and then they, he But he doesn't memories. think that humans should be dictating it. Right. He believes that he is better than the humans, and that he should be controlling the Pokemon. Not realizing that, like, Mewtwo themselves is also a Pokemon, so it's like... Yeah. The, it's this weird, ironic <laughs> kind of situation going on here. <laughs> you know what's wild about this? Did you just realize the parallel, what's happening here? So Enzo is a clone of a character who becomes something else that's sort of, like, dangerous and edgy, and it's, like, not necessarily, like, what you wanted them to become. And Mewtwo is the clone who becomes the dangerous and edgy thing. So Mewtwo is essentially the version of Enzo that is the original, where it's, like, this is this more powerful, edgy, like, we can build him, we can make him stronger, faster, harder. That's, like, what Mewtwo is. They're, yeah. like, we're going to take Mew and create this, like, demon Mew. And Enzo, real-life Enzo, became, like, demon Enzo. <laughs> and they were, like, well, we need real little Enzo back because the show needs, you know, the kid. And we can use it as, like, a, you know, the Yo, wild kids. unknowns will change you. You don't know what's going to happen out on the internet. <laughs> the internet's a scary place, kids. It is a scary place, man. <laughs> This is a tough one. They're both excellent clones. They're yin and yang, baby. Oh yeah, big time. Mm. So, I guess I guess the question then would be would be this: the original Enzo, the clone version of him, is in many ways like an exact copy. Yeah. So that is like a, a. It's not even just a clone. That is like a carbon copy. Whereas Mewtwo has his own sort of like anima it's like it you know it's a little bit more interesting so i guess the question becomes what do we what do we think is a better clone because they essentially used cloning in the story of reboot so that they could let the original character become this crazy thing right but in it hmm, in pokemon i think he still carries the traits of mew like he's he's still like that is like that is. I mean, he's literally called Mew too. Like the number, you know, this yes, no, the second coming of Mew. Um, uh, so if we're going like literal here, like Mew two kind of is was serving his clone purpose, I guess. Yeah, I think I think actually <laughs> like you know the question of what what makes the best clone because there's probably there's a lot of different like tropes and stories that you tell with clones. Oh, we didn't put the Paul Rudd one in here. We'll have to we'll have to add him to the bucket. That one was really good. Did you watch that? Oh, that's the Netflix one that came out like last year, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, it's really good. Dang! Oh, well, it's like very said, good. We we'll got another clone that. one. We gotta do another one, yeah. dude. We're we're gonna have the UFC Clone Wars. Yeah! Oh my god, <laughs> the clone clone conspiracy. The clone Wars. <laughs> um. Oh my god, I love it. So there's so there's a number of different tropes. Um, you have the clone who is a better version of you, the clone who. It turns out you tried to make better, but actually it's like worse. It's like scarier. Right. It's like more dangerous. You have the like, like clone that or like, something. yeah, you have, oh, or you have like the, yeah, the mistaken clone. Um, and then there's also the one that's like the disposable, like, like, oh, these are my, like, I can just send out like Mr. Meeseeks. 
right, there's like right. lots of different clones. I think the best clone stories though are the ones where they're not perfect copies because it's all about being like it allows you to sort of like challenge the the main character with alternate versions of themselves of either what they could have been or what they could be. Right. And the thing about Enzo is the cool Enzo who becomes older isn't the clone. It's the kid. Whereas Mewtwo is the cool one. Exactly. So I guess I, I feel like we got it. I, I think I, I'm kind of leaning towards Mewtwo. I think so too. And I think, I think if you swapped, like I think if, I think if the clone was the one that got trapped in the internet, I'd be willing. I I would say that like that is actually maybe more interesting. Yeah. Um. But because it's just literally the clone, it's like they were like we miss like we need an Enzo, so we have one again, and it's just like the same. It's it's yeah functioning like the same kid. I'm like, it's just not that great. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. So I guess we should go ahead and you know reboot this Ooh. this fight for another time. And had put Mewtwo. It's going around two. That's right. Mewtwo is moving on to fight Bernard. But before we get to that, we have. Or are we going to do that first? No, let's go. Let's keep going. Let's keep no, going. let's. Yeah. We, we have two more no. fights. Our next fight, everybody, get ready. Um, he is the clone of Cal L, Superman. And we're talking about Superboy Connor, also known as Connor Kent, also known as Con L. Uh, versus, they were created to seduce awesome powers. Get ready to send in the clouds because it's the Fembots, baby. The Fembots. Are we going with any particular Fembot? Like the one that's at the end of Awesome Powers? Or are we just doing an in general, like this would be the equivalent of saying like the Stormtroopers? When I, it would be the equivalent of Star, Stormtroopers because, uh, okay. you know, that was at the end, the beginning of two is how they got rid of Vanessa. It's like, oh God, Vanessa's the Fembot. And then she blows up. Uh, I gotta you know, rewatch these movies. Something tells me some of it doesn't hold up. Some of it doesn't, <laughs> but it's still. I still think it's very funny. But then there's oh, some I'm things sure. I'm like, oh, that doesn't quite work. But I think a lot of it's still very funny. Well, so I've been rewatching. So John and I, John Murphy and I, are doing. We should have John Murphy come on again. Oh um, yeah, we should. Yeah. yeah, his movie is coming out next month Amazing. on Netflix. Amazing. So, oh my god, he wrote a movie. It's coming out on Netflix. It's about a kid who plays video games. The video game he played turns out it's real and the characters show up and he's got a command it's awesome it's an animated movie um this so the, the reason i brought that up is we're re-watching all the james bonds yeah so uh i've seen a lot from james bond whereas in some ways you could actually say Austin powers is a clone of james bond because oh i mean it that it's literally a parody man yes. i think that's why uh a little tangent about Austin powers and why mm. i'll defend it uh because i love it so much is that like it is overly sexualized because that in itself is parodying how ridiculous James Bond is. Like it is self-aware that like, this is the, this is what James Bond has done for years. Yeah. This is what's like- interesting. What's interesting though, is I felt that way about Bond. And as I'm rewatching it, there's definitely some movies where that's accurate, but then a lot right. of them are not like that. And I'm like, Oh, I, part of it feels like there's this, like, like now there's this heightened view of it because of Austin Powers. Like, I feel like Austin Powers has raised everyone's expectation as to, like, how oh, bad man. it is in James Bond. I'll it's tell you true. What the- I, one of my favorite things with the Fembots, too, is, like, it's like they're trying to seduce Austin Powers, and then, like, he's like, I'm not going to give in, no! And then, like, all of a sudden, they, like, have little machine guns come out of, like, yep. of, like their chest, and he's like, machine gun jubblies? <laughs> I didn't see that, baby. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is, like, 
it's so funny. But it's it, just make it's just making fun of like those those raunchy James Bond movies. But it's interesting because the James Bond will often a lot of like a lot of his closest calls were like the women characters because they would disarm yeah. him. Uh, yeah. Because he thought that he was so smooth that like he could never be hurt by it. And there's so many times where it is out of almost pure luck that he does not get killed by these women. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think the fembots are interesting in that way, especially as like a parody and a commentary on like one of the longest running franchises in like entertainment history. Um, that being said, there's a little bit more to say about our other contender, Max. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where would you, Sorry. Where would you uh, Superboy. Sorry, I zoned out. I was like, who is it again? Uh, we're talking about Con L, guys. Con L is, is a clone of Superman who was originally being used as a weapon from um God. I can't remember the company. I think it's is it AIM? It's either AIM or Star Labs. I don't remember which one, but they were trying to bail uh, a copy of, of of Clark Kent to just like Lex Luthor did with Bizarro, um, but they wanted to make it like re, like work uh, and then raise them to be like kind of their own weapon, right? But he he had so much like of Clark in him that like he he didn't fall into that, and he even um and like he you know he like it, like it took his friends the people who he made uh met across like his journey they like brought him back to like you know that even though he's still a copy of Clark Kent he is still his own person um and I just think like he's he's just a great like leader of like Young Justice uh he's there's a point where like he literally like disappears. Uh, and he's trapped in like gem world and he lives like a life there and like marries like a person and has like a baby and stuff like that. Uh, I, I, to me, like, like what I like about Superboy is that he is still his own person, but just like Bernard, he carries the qualities and, um, and like, you know, he's still like functionally Clark, like Superman, Kal-El, you know what I mean? But he's still his own person, but like the way he acts and stuff is still very reminiscent of Clark Kent. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I don't know how much there more is to say about the fembots at this point versus Superboy. Just because we are talking about a class of character, not necessarily a character. Right. Um, and so, but it's good because it's sort of like the minions, you know? It's like the the fembots is like a good representation of a type of clone we see in fiction, but I don't think that's the ultimate clone. If anything, that's like the fodder clone. Um, and I don't think that that's ever better than... Like Superboy is sort of like the copy clone, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it's it's the unknown. Like it doesn't realize that it's a clone and it's being like it's like, oh, I've been being used for nefarious reasons, clone. But I was actually should be good and now I'm gonna make my own decisions. And then it like ultimately ends up becoming like the original. Right. In many ways. Like trying to right. live up to the original image. Right. Um Oh sorry, I gotta correct myself. Uh I just realized that AIM is that's sorry, that's Marvel, advanced something mechanics. Mm -hmm. It is Star Labs, I believe. Okay. So, anyways, I don't know. Yeah. So I'm gonna just go with your gut on that one. My my knowledge of Superboy is definitely more limited, um, which typically we do a little bit more advanced work. But for the side ones, these we just like to come in hot. We like to come in hot, baby. <laughs> but I think you're right. I think Super. I mean, obviously, Superboy has like is such a better clone. Uh, you know, I think the Fembots served a, a purpose in making a commentary on how ridiculous mm -hmm. on like you know, how easily men are taken down by, you know, yeah. like looks. Um, which I is mean, Austin Powers as a whole is a good clone. Like, I think Austin Powers, like, could be, could go like, farther as a clone. Of, like, the franchise, of, right? Yeah. 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 Or even himself uh, over James Bond. But I don't think the Fembots can go much farther. Just because we can't. Uh, I have to know who you are, even if you're a clone. 
Yeah. And like they, they blow up because uh remember, Austin Powers out mojoed them. He like out hornified right. them, you know? Right. This is a this is an all ages show. All right. Yes. Uh the Fembots are blown up and Superboy is moving forward. We have our final round before we go to the finals. We have Blue. My boy Blue. Blue from the Raptor from Jurassic World versus Hordok from She-Ra. All right. So Horde Prime. Horde. He is this galactic emperor. And he has all of these clones of himself, which he controls like a hive mind. Uh, and they have no personality, and he'll send clones to planets to take them over. And Hordak essentially is a clone of him who is on this planet that is trying to take it over, and She-Ra is there, and She-Ra fights against him, uh, and goes through a journey of, like, self-discovery, and is, like, now has become so detached from Horde Prime and everything because it's been on this planet solo that it's, like, actually has its own personality. Like, it's not Horde and a number. It's like it has its own name and identity. So that's yeah. why Hordak's interesting because it's a bad guy that comes from a ba- group of bad guy clones that's like part of a hive mind and then assumes its own life and identity over time. That's awesome. Um, it, it, it reminds me, oh, that's another person. Um, uh, But we already talked, right? Didn't we talk about uh, Hero? Is it Voltron? Oh, yeah, Shiro. Shiro, yes. sorry, sorry. Yeah, actually, Jesus. there's, so, there's, names there's a lot... There's a lot in, in common with Chiro here, except for the fact that Hordak ultimately was bad and maybe makes some good decisions and maybe has some changes in their life. Um, but but still, like neither character was good. Neither the original right. was good or the club. But like, but they still then are at odds with each other. Yeah, that's awesome. Also, I I I I have not seen this show yet, and Christian, yeah. I've heard your praise. I need to watch it. I'm sure it's, I can it's it real very quick. good. It's very good. Um, but on the other hand, my friend, we have Blue. We have the companion oh of Chris Pratt's character in Jurassic World, who, who is uh, a clone of Raptors, and and it's kind of a pretty smart Raptor. Um, he can he recognizes Chris Pratt and doesn't eat him, and tells his uh friends to not eat him, and he stands up uh to the the clone T Rex. I almost put in Macy instead, the little girl from Jurassic World Two. I never saw two. I need I you know I never saw two. Oh okay. But, but is Macy is is she cool? Is she? You should watch it. You I should watch it. it. You know what's funny? It's... Every time I try to see it, Kay's like, "Let's watch it," and then she's like, "I don't want to watch." I'm like, oh. "No, man, it's a wild ride. It is gonna. It is. <laughs> it is such. It, I'm glad I didn't put this character in there. Um, it is such. That movie is such a wild. I came out of there being like, "Wow, that was sick." And then the more I think about it, I'm like, "That is a crazy movie. That is so disastrously bad." that it's still so entertaining yeah and i didn't realize when i was in the theater that i was that i enjoyed it so much partially because it's just it's it's outrageous there's that movie is just absolutely <laughs> out like every single thing that you think they've done before in, in, a, in a jurassic sequel that you're like well this is this is just ridiculous yeah. it's, it's nothing to the turns this movie takes that's so man funny, dude uh the first like 25 minutes of it are amazing because it's like the island's gonna explode, Jurassic World is gonna be destroyed, and like it's this terrible like watching the island go down, and like they're trying to rescue that. Like that's oh, all great. Oh my god! But then the rest of the movie is nuts. You have to watch that movie. That being said, Blue is a raptor. All of the all of the dinosaurs are clones. Yeah, they all are. All they of are. the dinosaurs are clones. Yeah, which is, is the insane. Reason I pick, 
like blue is the the one that has the most personality it communicates you know with the main character it's like that seems like a, the best character to put in there yeah um did you think it was funny that in in the jurassic world they're like oh i hope this is better than the first park but it's like oh why would they make this park if they if like if this is the same universe as like the jurassic park why would they do that you know money oh that's i see money lots and lo- dude if you if you think that if we ever get to the point where we can clone dinosaurs that we're not going to do it you're out of your mind but but like you saw the disaster of like the first park it it went terribly uh and then they want to do it again well you learn from your mistakes and then you make <laughs> them again <laughs> oh god anyways man blue look let's be real he's a clone of a raptor based i mean it's dope because he's a raptor yeah he's so cool it's a raptor it's true but if we're talking about a clone of a raptor a raptor's following orders from a human that's but not necessarily because he's got his little crew yeah he was like the leader of his little raptor pack yeah he's like sick him exactly so like he worked with him and and then blue and his bros take down the indominus rex yeah with the help of the mosasaur like that was super dope I love how nerdy I just we really got a glimpse of Christian like you're like <laughs> your extra nerdy side. You know, I have mine. That was yours for sure. Well, uh, Jurassic Park is my favorite movie ever. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I mean, like, there's a there's a scene where he's like riding on top of a T-Rex. It was amazing. <laughs> you know, my favorite one of my favorite things I ever did when I saw I saw Jurassic Park in concert with Bramante. Uh, and at the end of the movie, he like gets all choked up and it's the scene. It's they're flying away on the helicopter and you see, they look and they see the seagulls, and he goes, "There they are, the dinosaurs." <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> and I think about that all the time whenever I talk about Jurassic Park. It's so, it is so good. That's the thing, and this is why, personally, like, look, if we're being honest here, we're not just talking about Blue and the fact that, like, well, he's just like a raptor. It's like sort of like a dog. It's like, but that's the thing that's amazing about this. Dinosaurs are one of those things that spawn the creative imagination for scientific discovery and artwork amongst children the worldwide. <laughs> and Hordak is basically just the result of people who get into creative fields and like things like science fiction because of stories like Jurassic Park. And without cloning, Michael Crichton never would have been able to write that story. So Blue is the perfect representation Christian, of this cloning. is an incredible argument. I'm convinced. I did not think this round was going to go away. I, I'm pretty convinced. That Blue Honestly, is a, I didn't is a think better that... clone than Hordak. I didn't realize how much I loved Blue the Raptor until we just started talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you a plushie, dude. I'm going to get you... Oh, that would be good. Yeah, a little plushie for Blue. That'd I feel good about that. You, that was I feel real, good about it, too. Real dang convincing, man. <laughs> well, it looks like Hordak's going extinct. Hey! I mean, Blue's going to face Super Bowl in the finals. Here we go, guys. The the semifinals. Here we go. Oh yeah, Bernard versus Mewtwo. Let's rock. So we 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 asked a number of good questions about what we think makes the ultimate fictional clone. Yeah. So now I feel like we can take some of those answers and put these two characters against each other. I agree. So So both of these characters hmm. Well, I guess I guess you have to think about it this way, right? Oh, this is this is something we didn't discuss. Do does the clone meet the intention of the creator of the clone that is an excellent question for cloning um you know what 
I think Mewtwo starts it. I think he, when he was first created, he is fulfilling the purpose that, you know, in a way that Giovanni kind of wanted him to do, right? Um, yeah. But then learned from the original that what he's doing is probably not right. So would you, so I guess, yes, he did. He was originally doing like what he was created to do, right? In in a way, I mean, they they wanted to create the ultimate weapon, yeah. But it wasn't supposed to be a weapon of self destruction, right? And that's sort of what it was. In fact, if it weren't for the original, then in many ways, like Mewtwo never would have been stopped. Yeah, and Bernard, I actually think, as you said before, has a lot of the functionalities of his creator. Like he he, you know, he has moments too. I I remember like he, him having moments where he would think like Bernard, but then he would think like, like he would literally, you know what I'm talking about that moment? Like he would have those thoughts where he would start thinking like, that's not like my thought. That's not me. You know, uh, Maurice, and he, he's fulfilling that purpose of his, uh, his creator. Uh, did you finish the latest season? I haven't watched season three yet. Okay. So, um, I'll, I'm going to give a minor, I'm going to give a, a major spoiler in an incredibly minor way. So that to mask it. Okay. But, Bernard has a moment with someone who knew Arnold because Arnold is dead. Right. And I think there's also something else with clones, which is like in fiction, a good clone, I think should have an interaction with the original. Although it depends like obviously on what that is. If, you know, if, if you're cloned very far from the original, then that's not possible, but there should be some, there should be something that like allows it to be tested. Right. It's like a, a uh, fidelity test, which they have yeah. in in, in uh, Westworld, but for a different reason. The fidelity test and that is like to see if they're realistic. This is a different fidelity test. That's like, yo, you you know the original. Does this meet the the mustard, as they say? And it definitely di- it did. What? Um, That's sick. It was, it was really it was a really good scene, and with Mewtwo and Mew, I think it's interesting that. Mewtwo required like the intervention of Mew, yeah, to to uh sort of like rein themselves in, yeah. But but is it? Would you do you think Mew is really what stopped Mewtwo, or did Mew just delay Mewtwo? And wasn't it like Ash's sacrifice showing Mewtwo that humans could be different than the humans who created him? It was Mewtwo. That was exactly that's actually exactly what happens. You know, uh, that you know because he thinks that humans are selfish or whatever, and uh. Ash sacrifices himself and takes a big old hit between Mew and Mewtwo to protect Pikachu, right? And turns to stone. And Mewtwo's like, oh my god, fighting's bad and humans can sacrifice, you know, be self-sacrificial. Yeah, I, it seems like Mewtwo sort of suffers just in existence because it's a clone and that, and because it was cloned to sort of uh, make other humans and Pokemon subservient to it. And so it says... No, I'm better than the humans. I won't be subservient to them. But then it doesn't learn a lesson. It just yeah. clones other Pokemon and makes them stronger. It does to other Pokemon what humans did to it. And it required like someone to show Mewtwo that not all humans are the same. Not all humans are clones of the humans you knew. Just like Mewtwo, you're not. Just because you're a clone of Mew, it doesn't make you Mew. See how Mew is good and you're not doing good things. Right. There you go. Unless we want to talk about Detective Pikachu Mewtwo, who uh, was tricked. Well, I think that's supposed to Actually, be the same Mewtwo. Huh? I think that's supposed to be the same Mewtwo post the the post, events. Oh, yeah, because he, he also sees the good in Harry Goodman. 
right? Yeah. His, and because Tim like Goodman's dad. When that starts, there's like a newspaper story about like there was an explosion at a company in Kanto. Oh, so I think yeah. it's supposed to be like I think those events canonically Pokemon's all over the place. So there's really no right. you know, but they allude to that. I think we of. have our answer, man. I think so too. Yeah. I feel you good. should call it. All right. Well <sighs> Brother, my brother. Oh, you're not going on. You're not the clone today. Mewtwo, I do not choose you. Uh, so Bernard is going on to the finals. That was a little taste of Brother My Brother from the Mewtwo slash Mew fight from Pokemon, the first movie. Anyways. I, I think, I think, I really think the reason like it didn't win is because they didn't, they didn't really clone Mew. They just took yeah. Mew's power and redistributed it. They, they cloned Mew's power, but they didn't really clone Mew. Is this the nerdiest conversation we've had? I love it. I think it's great. It's, it's hard to know, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, it's hard to know. It's great. Guys, uh, the ultimate fictional conversation. We took eight arguments <laughs> that we've had on the ultimate fictional oh character. Oh my God, dude. Oh my God. <laughs> that would require us to go back and listen to our yeah, arguments. So. <laughs> <be insane. laughs> That's funny, man. Guys, our next fight we, for semifinals, we have Superboy versus Blue. Blue the Raptor. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, um, this is this is tough because they're wildly different. Yeah, and I feel like they both basically, as far as being a clone, because as far as being a character, I, it makes way more sense to argue for Superboy. But we're not arguing about who's the best character; we're arguing about who's the, the better clone. Yeah, they both functionally have like one thing that they do that is distinct from one another, but they're also like lacking. Like like Blue is lacking more of the characterization because Superboy is this like. Big ca- giant character, which you you sort of get with comic book characters. Like when you compare, this is like again, this is the the problem we always have on this show. When you compare certain like science fiction or comic book things to other mediums, it's like well, every character in like a comic book is like a mega character in comparison. <laughs> it's true, man. You know, because just because comics exist in this universe that is, that is just like you're gonna get so much material about them and everything every, is everything is escalated because that's yeah. the expectation. Right. But next to one another, comic book characters don't seem like that big of a deal. Right. Um, I mean, look, I, you know, what's interesting about Superboy is that he doesn't really, if we want to go back to, do they do what the creator intended? I don't, Superboy does not do what the creator intended, um, you know, but functions as the original clone yeah. or as original copy, which is fast interesting. I, I'm going to throw a wrench in here. And so this, this one's tough because we both clearly brought these characters and I definitely feel like I have more of an attachment to this character than you have to Superboy. Um, so I don't want this to be a bias thing. So this is probably just because I can see this more from my end, but from a, from a perspective of the viewer, I don't know that a lot of people don't think Superboy is just young Superman because that's what I thought for a very long time. Is that it's just kid Superman? No, no, no. That's Jonathan Kent. That's Jonathan Kent is the kid of Superman and Lois Lane, and that's that is literally young. no, no, no. I mean like young Clark Kent. Oh, I think you, there's a I lot mean, of people who think that it's just young Clark. Kent. There's a reason for that because there was Superboy with the dog, right? No, Crypto is this is Crypto is a super dog. Superboy. No, no. Was, I mean like wasn't there a Superboy with a super dog? That I mean that is Superman. Okay. That literally is Superman. It's it was a run they did uh back when like Superman was just starting, literally called Superboy. That was literally young Superman. Okay. So that and that's what I thought. And so 
I don't know if a lot of people know that this other Superboy exists. That's fair. That's a fair assessment, Christian. That's a fair assessment. Hmm. And, and, and everyone I mean, look, knows the dinosaurs are clones. That This is a very good point. And I, I don't think you're being biased here. I think I would have to agree with you. Uh, I also probably wouldn't know that if I didn't read comics I, or watch I, Young I, Justice. So- when you so like I I've, I've made a list of a bunch of names I sent it to you and then you sent me back a bunch more to add and when I saw Superboy I thought it was the young Superman and I was like how is he a clone so then I googled it and I read about it a little bit and I was like oh I had no idea I thought it was gonna be the kid with the dog I will I give like, you this Christian I always thought that was young Superman I think you actually are a very compelling argument for this because I would think that Superboy would be a better fictional character but I don't uh, think yes. he would be he is a better fictional clone. I a hundred percent agree with that. If this were a match of UFC, I don't think that blue. I don't think blue the Raptor would win the first match, but maybe, maybe it would because it would be funny if we didn't. You know, it could be really funny. Uh, but that being said, I there's no way Superboy would be. There's so many things we could talk about. Like yeah, his relationship. He's shippable. Uh, yeah, you know, he his his time like like trying to figure out who he is and like him yeah. realizing he's a clone and all this stuff dude like like i'll get a beer with blue but that's about it you'd get a, i'm just imagining that that just sounds like a like a taco bell commercial waiting to happen for like the next movie you know where he's like grabbing like a little with his little claws like the drink you know and you're like it would be so good you're like cheers to you blue and he just goes ah. <laughs> it would be so good i love it yo i'm with you i think i'm ready to call it but uh what is i'll allow you to do it because i don't know what superboy's tagline is all right. Well, Superboy, looks like we saw some justice for for a young guy. <laughs> it's a bird. It's a it's plane. A... No, it's a velociraptor. There he is. There it is. That means that Blue, the raptor, is going on to the finals to face Bernard in the showdown for the title of the ultimate fictional clone. Let's do this, man. This is the weirdest wild. <laughs> Who's the better clone? Um, all right. One of these creatures is millions of years old, is, is, is created <laughs> from millions of years old animal uh, DNA that they were able to harvest from mosquitoes and or other sources. And the other was created by uh, essentially a mad scientist um yeah he's not even uh biological in the same sense right. sort of like a 3d printed amalgamation of like like the the more modern hosts actually are like fleshy and actually eat food and things like that but they don't necessarily have to to sustain the same way humans do yeah. um they're really something unto themselves which is why they call them hosts they're not really robots and they're not really humans they're their own life form um this is a weird one I mean, this is weird because they both kind of serve their function. Yes. You know, they both do what their creator intended them to do. Yeah, in many ways, actually. what What's fun about Blue, and this is a line that's from the books, and then it's brought into the movies finally. They they bring back um, Dr. Was it Wong, I believe? Um, yeah, from he's uh, played by, um, oh gosh, I know the actor. I, I don't he, know he, 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 he was He's essentially great. the bad guy. Um, oh my gosh, B.D. Wong. His name is B.D. Yes. Wong. Yeah. Yes. Uh, right, B.D. Wong. That's why I was saying Wong, because I couldn't remember the character. <laughs> it was like, yeah. um, so 
there's a line about how like they don't actually look like real life dinosaurs would have that they would be more avian they'd have like feathers and quills and they wouldn't be so monstrous like a velociraptor wouldn't be six feet tall it would be much smaller it'd be more you know you're talking about like a large like a large bird not like an ostrich it would be it would be a different size um utah raptor would be a lot closer to like a blue um but he says like well we're making monsters we're making what people want you know to see yeah not what people and so that's what's really interesting because they are using the genetic material, but also we know like, hey, there are a lot of holes missing in the code. So they use the DNA from a frog in the original movie. That's how we know they're they're using, you know, they're they're creating these sort of chimera hybrid creatures right. to create this thing from our imagination. Um which, I, I love that. Oh my god, Bernard's the same thing. He because is. They, he's not Arnold. He didn't get named Arnold. He doesn't actually have the exact same history. It's like very similar and it's it's all around the same memory, but he has his own name and it's like this this person who's this wow, they're the same thing. Blue is Arnold. They're both created for theme parks. <laughs> Dude. Oh my god. This is a huge <laughs> Wait, revelation. they're both Michael Crichton characters. Oh my god, they are! Like, I mean, Blue's not from Jurassic Park, but like it's in the same it's franchise. Same, yeah, same premise. <laughs> How did that just happen without <laughs> us realizing? <laughs> that's amazing of course they would be here of course they would be here so i guess it just comes down to like <laughs> man man oh man wow. oh man wow then are we then let's take a step back christian okay and get a little meta with me <laughs> i'm listening who is fulfilling the purpose of creighton Wait, who's fulfilling the fir- purpose of what? Of Michael, Michael, uh... This is it. This is it. You just got it. You just got the answer. You just, you just figured it out. Yeah. Because Jurassic Park is a clone of Westworld. He yeah. wrote Westworld, and then he made Jurassic Park. Oh, my God! We figured it out! So Blue is the ultimate fictional clone! Oh, my God! We did not! We did not! This is amazing. This is the best revelation we've ever made on this show. <laughs> my God, what? Wow. What? We did not just do that. I can't believe it. Where's Emily? I Matt, this is this is uh <laughs> because they're they they're they're and it's amazing because neither one of them are in the original works. They're both reimagining of original works. And right. one is an original work that was created and then he created a story inspired by that. He cl- like cloned his own material. It's incredible. We just inceptioned the show, dude. He just inceptioned us. Michael well, Crichton. Like the, a, a clone from within be- a clone. <laughs> Down the court, from beyond the grave, Michael Crichton. <laughs> Buzzer beater. Dude. Oh, my God. I mean, Blue is our ultimate fictional clone. It has to be. This, is, this was insane. It's incredible. So we randomized it. I mean, let me tell you something, Christian. Life uh, finds a way. <laughs> it certainly <laughs> does, Matt. What the heck? It certainly does. I'm I'm dumbfounded, guys. Thank you so much for joining us for this special episode. I, I I'm who like would have thought? I'm like I'm like ecstatic. I have so much. I'm gonna go run a mile right now, dude. Like who would have thought? Wow. Well, everyone, let us know your thoughts. You can tweet us at UFC Pod or tweet at us individually. I am Matt Acevedo at Matt the Matt Acevedo on socials, and it's Christian Humes at Christian underscore Humes. You can check me out. On, on on hit points and on Mass Effect Adventum, um, mm. and 
uh, I'll be on a new El Rey show coming out very soon, and I'll more details when that when I'm allowed to talk about that. So, which should be like another couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. Yeah. 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 Great. Uh, we'll see you in the ring for Division Three. That's right. Bye, everybody. Go blue. <laughs>